This podcast has been adapted for streaming. It originally aired on an FM broadcast on WSUM 91.7 FM on September 12th, 2023. This is Radio Resistance. Hi everyone, you're tuned in to WSUM 91.7 FM Madison, Wisconsin, and you're now listening to Radio Resistance. I'm your host, Surya Veer, aka DJ Sunray. For those of you who are unfamiliar with the program, Radio Resistance is a culture and art show where we touch on a new city, country, or region each week. Throughout our journey, in each episode, we'll share some interesting history, listen to some amazing music, share some fun facts, tell incredible stories, chat with friends, and much, much more. The common theme embedded into this radio show is, you guessed it, resistance. Our mission is to highlight stories and struggles that have taken place elsewhere to inspire all of us listening at home, while also introducing you to some unique music you may have never heard before. Today's episode is a very special episode, as it is, in fact, the first episode of Radio Resistance. To celebrate such a momentous occasion, we will be centering in on a spectacular country that can be actually quite hard to center in upon due to its very narrow geography. We'll touch on some history as well as what's going on over there today, all while familiarizing you with some music from the area. Stay tuned as later in the hour we have a very special guest to come talk to us all about... Chile! You guessed it, the very first country we'll be talking about on this series is the South American country of Chile. The reason we're talking about Chile today is because actually yesterday was the 50th anniversary of the dictatorship taking over power in Chile. This was Augusto Pinochet's dictatorship, a fascist dictatorship, taking over power from Salvador Allende's government, which was democratically elected. This coup d'etat has come to be known as um, the other 9-11 due to it being overshadowed by by the other events that happened on September 11th, but but more than that, also due to, to the lack of coverage in, in international and Western media on the events that happened on September 11th, 1973. There's many potential places we could start off trying to tell you this story and giving you more of a sense of how, how Chile's um, political climate has, has come to be, but the best place, I believe, to start off to give you the best idea is... Um, the 1970 presidential election that took place in Chile. Salvador Allende came to power in a historic election that saw the first democratically elected socialist leader in Latin American history. Running with the Socialist Unidad Popular, or Popular Unity Party, he gained 36% of the popular vote in the election, and shortly after he came to office, he saw his approval ratings jump to 49%. The main goal behind the Popular Unity Party was to promote a progressive and controlled transition to socialism that began with the nationalization of multiple industries throughout the country. Prosperous industries such as mining were mostly controlled by foreign companies and domestic monopolies at the time, which Allende and the Popular Unity sought to change. Massive estates of land were expropriated to encourage agrarian reform by redistribution of plots to farming families. Although Allende was able to follow through with many positive changes, 
He had to go through a congressional gridlock where opposition parties held power in the judicial and legislative sectors of Chile's national government. This led to many of his policy proposals never coming to fruition. In response to Allende's foreign policy, the Nixon administration placed several embargoes on Chile, which led Allende to increase the money supply. Both actions led to severe inflation and food shortages, where a corrupted black market exacerbated food insecurity throughout the area. Though Allende's tenure lasted only a few years and was filled with policies that range in effectiveness, there is no denying that his rise to the presidency was one of the great triumphs of democracy in South America. Allende's presidency coincided with the end of the Nueva Canción Chilena movement in the 60s that sought to revive Chilean songs, traditions, and proverbs. One of the major foundations for this extraordinary musical movement was the folk artist Violeta Parra, who charmed Chileans with their enchanting voice. She later became popular throughout the Americas for this song, composed in 1966. Here's Gracias a la Vida. Gracias a la vida Que me ha dado tanto The events that transpired on the morning of September 11, 1973 would change Chile for the rest of the remaining century. After Allende's Minister of Defense was forced to resign on August 24th due to a scandal, the anti-Allende factions within the Chilean military started to rise in power as Augusto Pinochet took over the empty role. Talks of a military coup within the higher rankings of leadership became more prevalent until the day came where generals and military officials decided to act. On that cold morning in September, branches of the military joined together to depose the democratically elected government in Chile. After surrounding the La Moneda presidential palace, they had an affirming position and were ready to storm the palace. Despite his compromised position, Allende refused to surrender. What ensued was extensive bombing of the palace, which led to Allende giving a famous farewell speech where he informed his constituents of the ensuing coup and spoke on the power of the Chilean people. Shortly after, Allende took his own life in the palace as Pinochet and his forces took over the country. The coup that ensued brought about a government responsible for an obscene amount of human rights violations and atrocities. In the days and weeks following the coup, soldiers led by the military junta rounded up thousands of Chileans with any sort of socialist ties and took them all to Chile's national stadium, where many were murdered and even more were tortured, raped, and assaulted. In Pinochet's reign following the coup, an estimated 3,200 people were either murdered or disappeared, while another estimated 27,000 people were either tortured or imprisoned. One of the dozens murdered directly after the coup in Chile's national stadium was folk singer Victor Jara. An international sensation and human rights advocate, Jara fronted the Nueva Canción Chilena movement, while also maintaining a deep involvement with the Unidad Popular and Salvador Allende. His ties to Socialist Party members led to his torture and brutal assassination. Hours before his assassination, he wrote a poem titled Estadio Chile, which I will take a minute to read for you now. There are 5,000 of us here in this small part of the city. We are 5,000. I wonder how many we are in all the cities and in the whole country. How hard is it to sing when I must sing of horror? Horror which I am living, horror which I am dying. To see myself among so much and so many moments of infinity in which silence and screams are the end of my song.
It is important to know the support that Hara had with Chilean people countrywide. He was a prominent figure that Pinochet and his affiliates sought to strike down due to his influence. Hara happened to write the song that was behind the popular Unity Party's rise to prominence. It was titled Venceremos, or We Will Win. On this week's episode, we have a very special guest to talk to us more about Chile. Our guest is Dr. Carolina Espinosa from Madrid, Spain. Dr. Espinosa grew up in Chile and spent 25 years working with Radio Cooperativa in Spain as a correspondent for political, economic, and social issues in Chile. She now works at the Reina Sofia Museum in Madrid, which is perhaps most famous for housing Pablo Picasso's masterpiece, Guernica. She is also the director of a passion project called Meninas Cartoneras that brings original editions of poetry and literature on recycled cardboard. Hola, Carolina. Welcome to the show. To kick things off, can you tell us a little bit about what your life was like growing up in Chile? Vale. I was born in 1974, uh, a year uh, later to the Cupetat in Chile. Well, my um, space to grow uh, or my parents have never uh, talking about the Cupetat in Chile. Probably because uh, if I had information about this or related this, probably it must be dangerous. So in the dictatorship from Pinochet uh, to 1973 to 1990, so it's 17 years uh, years uh, during the, the dictatorship of Pinochet, uh, is considered with the with my my first year. No, so I grow. Uh, with a dictatorship. So this is a very strange situation because there is a lot of silence about this. Nothing in my uh, house, in my home, or in my parents or relatives or or in the school uh, talking about this, especially in the first 10 years uh, uh, later the the coup d'etat. So uh, it's very difficult uh, to me explain uh, something uh, could happen uh, in front of my eyes uh, and a lot of situation, a violent situation uh, that I had never explanation to this. So, for instance, when when I was uh, a child, uh, we someday we um, walking by the street with my parents or with my um, brothers and then they have a, a a meeting from the left and the police um, um, uh, repress the the the, the meeting uh, with a lot of violence to uh, splash the uh, water from the special cars or probably to with um uh, bombs with a uh, uh, yeah, like tear gas. Lacrim- yeah, to get a uh, cry. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's a very violent situation. But uh, me, like a child, and another child, another children like me, we have the 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 same uh, age like me. Uh, are th- this kind of violence are normal, like normalized. Mm-hmm. 
you become so used very, to it because you, yes. grow, you grow up around it. Yeah. So it's very hard because uh, when I uh, grow, and especially at the at the finish of the dictatorship of Pinochet, uh, I'm talking about the 1988 or 1990, 1989. Mm -hmm. uh, it has a very very small um, space in media or in the or public opinion mm -hmm. that lent to to talk about this. Yeah. But it's, it's so quiet and it's so silent. It's a very secret situation. Um, but, uh, well, I'm grown. I was uh, 16 years old. Yeah. And I can't understand. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's very a very strange situation and it's very strange for me to explain the, the, and remember this situation because I suppose that a lot of children like me don't realize the the, the situation and don't uh, are conscious uh, uh, about the violence, about the extremely yeah. violence that uh, could live in here in the, those uh, years. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I guess it it becomes normalized as as you grow up and surrounded by this kind of violence because I mean, as a child, you don't you don't know anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I I don't blame my parents. Mm -hmm. I don't blame my parents that they not talking with us uh, because I understand I'm a mother too now and uh, they have a way to protect uh, our mm -hmm. their children no they mm -hmm. their their sons yeah so and the and the possibility to have information to to share information with the, with us for instance it was uh, dangerous yeah, yeah. dangerous so so i understand i don't blame my parents my relatives that don't talking about this because there is a very strange and, and dangerous situation so mm -hmm. and i was born in concepcion uh, 500 kilometers uh, in the south of chile so uh this is a, a special town because uh, uh in this town uh born the most of the political politics uh, uh, stay uh, by the left, by the extremity left, like uh, Mir, Movimiento de Izquierda Revolucionaria, uh, that in the same way like Tupamaros in Argentina. So it's, it's a radical uh, groups of the left in Chile in this kind of, uh, in this moment. So the dictatorship uh, especially had a hard violence to this town. To this town, yeah. Yes. So uh, it's, it's it's difficult to understand this because uh, from uh, they they uh, they disappear a lot of um, emblematic uh, men from who leader who are leadership of the this kind of mo movement mm -hmm. and and uh, and also the 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 left the left parties in in general no disappear in in Concepcion yeah. so the dictatorship had a very very <clears throat> uh, especially obsessive with this town yeah. to repress to to disappear people from from conception yes yeah i see so talking more about um your parents and your relatives because obviously they grew up in a different era before the dictatorship had come about were there ever times where they tried to impart on you and share with you values that were different from the dictatorship to try and rear you in a in a better direction or were like, how was it growing up when they 
obviously had grown up during Salvador Allende's government and a democratic government. And then quickly they saw the dictatorship come about. And then you obviously grew up in that dictatorship. How was that that dynamic? Ah, well, um, well, my parents are uh, from the left, and mm-hmm. and the the majority of my relatives are by the left. I only have a, an 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 uncle who are from the right, mm-hmm. but there is a special... always an uncle. Yeah, always <laughs> an uncle, <laughs> an uncle. Uh, but I. I I really, really love uh, him, but uh, well, it's, course, yeah. it's all different. And I suppose that there is a relationship from the right to the, uh, he's a very Catholic person. So there is a, the, a mix from religion or from the value that they, that uh, he um, thought that uh, there is in, in dangerous with the left. No, mm-hmm. so I suppose that there is another um, another reason that uh, he's in the in the right, and the rest of the <laughs> relative of the rest of the family uh, are in the in the left. But um, well, I uh, was studying in a an um, special Iceland <laughs> from uh, in the educational way uh, because uh, the there is a there was a. Um, and Methodistic school, and yes, and Methodistic school or Methodistic group in Chile are in the left. Uh, we are always in the left. Yes, if you if we understand with um, with the parameters that are now, <laughs> because mm-hmm. you're thinking about Methodism and you're thinking about the cons- right. conservative uh, person or very conservative uh, position in the religion, but. Uh, in the in those uh, years, uh, Methodists are in the left, uh, all 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 the the Presbyterian and the uh, I don't know how do you say in in Methodist way the yeah, yeah. the priest the priest yeah. and the well you know the Clergy, high authority. yes the higher yes the, church, yeah. the high authority of this so the this school is uh, is is like an island in the educational system of the in conception because uh, um, uh, there is an special situation with the with the teachers because the because the teachers uh, um, teach uh, in the university when allende is in the in the is, was a leader in the same uh, university that I uh, study, Universidad de Concepción, Universidad, uh, who is from, from the left side, all uh, too. And uh, when uh, have the cupetat, these teachers are pro to the to the <laughs> to the street. And yeah. uh, the Methodist school uh, come through this teacher and the this teacher, these teachers uh, who are uh, university teacher teach in the school in this school, so we have a very a lot of privilege because they uh, the level of the teach are uh, uh, highest than the uh, another uh, teacher of the another school or mm-hmm. either school. This kind of teacher are so silent uh, years and years years by and years. But when at the finish of the dictatorship from Pinochet, they relax <laughs> and yeah. they talking about this. 
especially in the uh, historic mother, for instance, or mm -hmm. in the uh, civic education mother, mm -hmm. mothers, or, well, any subject like relation about the story, for instance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but they talking about, and they, and they um, sit at the table and say, well, what is your opinion? We have 15 years about the situation and the situation about what <laughs> no the situation for instance they uh ask uh us to um, if you consider that is normal if the major uh, uh will be um, a person who are in the army for instance mm -hmm. and and all say yes of course it's normal you know no, the normal situation is not uh, a person who are in the army. The normal situation uh, of, of the mayor is that a civil person. So, yeah, yeah. and they uh, um, come to the 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 mayor uh, uh, through the election, yeah. the democratic election. So, what is the democratic election? So, well, <laughs> they have the patience to explain us. Uh, what is the 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 basic the basic uh, fundamental things that yeah. uh, the, democracy, from the democracy really. yes from the democracy and they uh, is uh, I I remember this person this teacher uh, probably the most of them uh, are dead now but I remember with a with a lot of love uh, this uh, courage because uh, probably if we have a person who are from the right in this in the in the in the class in the classroom probably this teacher will have a problem with the with the authority no mm -hmm. so they were so courage to to converse with us this kind of problems or this mm -hmm. kind of uh, uh, situation and uh, they uh, of course uh, um, help yeah, they understand. risk their lives while doing yes, it. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. Understand the, the, this uh, very ray, very strange years to drive. Yes. Yeah, it's amazing to see how much it times change. And uh, just over like a less than 20-year dictatorship, people forget what a democracy was like. And it's important to have those those teachers along the way to, to preserve the sort of legacy. Yeah. So it. always, always you have a teacher in your life, in your mind, that the the they have the influence, no, the major influence about this. You know, probably sometimes it's a history teacher, sometimes uh, the language teacher. I don't know, mm -hmm. but uh, I remember with a lot, a lot of love the the special this kind of teachers because they they have in a, in a world, mm -hmm. and they, they teach in a in a world a, a space, no. Yeah. So I love the this kind of courage from from that in this situation in this particular situation. Yes. Yeah. They influence so they influence and I'm probably the lot of courage that I have is Come not from the heritage from my parents or well or, or of course a piece yes but uh, probably the 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 example from this kind of teacher helped me to 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 have brave in a in a difficult situation mm -hmm. because this the 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 the, the, um, 
the climate of uh, dictatorship not finish uh, at the beginning of the democracy. No, mm-hmm. it, it's not, uh, uh, if not correct to say uh, we have a dictatorship until uh, the 11th of March in 1919, and then the 12th of March in 1919 is... Uh, uh, we live in the different country. No, oh my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there is a lot of uh, very harsh and difficult situation. Yeah, yeah. And also in the in 1994, for instance, we have the the probably the um, the second coup d'état um, in Santiago, and probably if the, they not pro- prosper, but if the if uh, get finished the mm-hmm. the trying to to do a coup d'état from the army, but it's not. I I remember uh, uh, later of the university we have mm-hmm. the the same problems. No, yeah. yes, of course. The the people talking about more and more than the uh, violation of the human rights or the uh, crimes of the dictatorship. Of course, they uh, talking about more than than the dictatorship, but. The situation of the in the streets. We have the same meetings. Uh, we have the same fear in the in the street, and and probably we must uh, to live in a very fear country, also until two thousand year. Yeah. Yes, yes. The of effects course. of the dictatorship last long after. It's yes, over. yes, yes. It's not. It's not a quickly pr- pr- process. It's a very very slow process, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Like like in Spain, for instance, they have uh, forty years in, in in by dictatorship of Franco, and you know the influence about the this kind this uh, this time, mm-hmm. no? Yeah. In the mind, in the repress, in the yeah. Even in in the politics today, you see Spain becoming more more heading towards the right. Heading, yes. So, yeah. Yes. All right. Well, um, I want to ask more about the work you've done. So you've been involved in many projects and initiatives to promote the legacy and awareness of those who suffered the worst of atrocities under the hands of Pinochet's regime. What can you tell us about the treatment of LGBTQ plus indigenous groups and other marginalized communities during the dictatorship? Yes, yes. Well, I at the beginning of the of the last work, that you know is Las Locas del 73. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a documentary who talking about the repress of the LGTB uh, um, group, mm-hmm. uh, especially uh, before the dictatorship, because the last uh, years from the Salvador Allende, and also in this kind of years, uh, uh, the repress to the LGTB uh, group was hard. Mm-hmm. was very, very hard because the homosexual uh, groups don't have the respect for the people. Uh, also in the left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know the, the, the press uh, what uh, treat uh, the, the treatment of the press from these years to the homosexual community is what hard. It was a very, very hard because they have uh, insult from this. They have a and not respect this community. So well, but uh, when 
uh, when the coup d'état is uh, at the beginning of the in the coup d'état and the beginning of the dictatorship, the situation of about the this kind of group uh, get worse because they uh, have a prosecutor, they have a, a repress, uh, and uh, the this community um, suffer the the tortures and disappear and also kills. Uh, and also murder, excuse me, to the from the dictatorship, from the army people, uh, because LGTB uh, group or community is in the opposite of the uh, army values. No, yeah. when you get at the army, you get so uh, a man, no, and so brave and so uh, yeah. courage. Very, very and these people don't, yeah, yeah. And it's in these people don't th thinking about. Uh, we have courage. Uh, also, if you have an homosexual people or an homosexual man or woman or doesn't matter, so uh, these uh, values are so frustrated now with the mm -hmm. with the dictatorship, and and also this community was a lot of fear. But uh, I suppose, and the documentary trying to explain or trying to show. Uh, the the brave people who put her bodies in this situation and um, fight and fight to the for from their rights mm -hmm. also in dictatorship and they uh, uh, and they uh, say at the documentary that uh, Chile now now in this year have a, a lot of uh, a lot of um, no, I don't remember what is the uh, what is the word in deudas. Yeah, um, debts. Yeah, debts. Yeah, debts. Uh, from the 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 Chile have de a lot of debts with this community, mm -hmm. um, because uh, they don't have the homenage that we that they are. Uh, uh, they se merecen. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. And and they are uh, rights are not respect too. Also mm -hmm. and also now in the street of Santiago on in, on the street of Concepcion, uh, an homosexual person or a trans person walk with fear, because if you found with a, a skinhead group, and mm -hmm. they are much to fight from or or have a violence with this kind of group. So there is a thing that are not uh, so resolved also today. Yeah. So uh, so they we must fight to this this kind of discrimination and the documentary who are made uh, now this year and with your help to translate in English uh, <laughs> is so uh, special and there is an homage from these uh, people, no, and they are yeah. so so grateful from this yes yes it, it really tells the story from from their accounts it's it's really a wonderful wonderful documentary mm -hmm. yes it's a very simple and short story and the protagonists are this no la medallita and mm -hmm. another people marcela who is a, a person who changed uh, her gender uh, the gender excuse me mm -hmm. uh, at the beginning of the 80 in, a, in an army hospital, so you know there is a very courageous woman. He, yeah. She is a woman, and don't ha, and don't have doubts. Or is a woman because she are so brave. Mm -hmm. 
and and so brave like uh, uh to to yeah. have the operation to change sex in the in the in the in the middle of the dictatorship so it's very very brave uh, this yes 13 years ago mm-hmm. uh the first documentary that we made uh who call uh, the joy of the others uh, especially the other is is a, is a word that is always stay in my work. <laughs> the mm-hmm. others, the margin, the marginal, the mm-hmm. the the borders, no? Yeah. yeah. So uh, the joy of the others who were made in 2009 or 2008 when they burned the uh, 20 years from the plebiscite from Pinochet who learned that Pinochet left the government in 18... In uh, 1988, mm-hmm. uh, 20 years to this uh, this situation, we may excuse me. Uh, the documentary who are called the joy of the other. It was in 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 Vimeo in English in in English subtitles, ah. and is uh, it's a kind of it's a kind of search to the a lot of questions that I have when 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 and when I was a child. Uh, yeah. uh because uh, it's talking about the silence of the parents or the relatives or the school or when whatever. And it's trying to explain what with a look of the child, uh, I was in eight, 1988, I was uh, 14 years old and was a child. Mm-hmm. So uh is the the documentary trying to explain uh, what happened in this and what happened about the the people who are not in Chile in this uh, date mm-hmm. in this in this in this year who yeah. happened with the with the people who are exiled for instance and and what is the look of the exile from in this year no mm-hmm. so re- this is a very short uh, documentary is free in the you can uh, found in the Vimeo or, or I suppose Vimeo mm-hmm. and, and 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 it's trying to explain this and when I was uh, the successful of the with with people uh, with when they show the documentary so I was uh, thinking about oh uh, I must to do more than this yeah because, they got you uh, started in, in documentary yes yes because the People uh, don't focus in this, especially in this date. Mm-hmm. All uh, later, later, because the documentary was uh, in ni- in two thousand nine. And later on, uh, we have a, a a film called "No" from Pablo Larraín, but the, with the same uh, the same situation. And um, but it's a film. It's a um, uh, fiction inspired in the in the real events, but uh, but it's later than the documentary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's in two thousand thirteen. So well, I was uh, I, I was realized I realized that the focus that uh, I put my work is special is uh, rather different between the official memory, and I like it. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's worse. It's bad. It's 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 good. Uh, from aspect, from technical aspect, probably it's not so higher 
but the I stories focus really yes in the stories and in the and this situation yes amazing amazing bueno para terminar quiero <laughs> hablar en español porque vale. esta pregunta necesitamos tu no sé tu verdadera fondo y tu tu opinión realmente como un, una chilena bueno para terminar qué le gustaría que todos supiéramos sobre Chile una cosa o dos cositas que, que tú quieres hablar sobre, sobre Chile. Me gustarían dos cosas. Sí. Y especialmente para quienes escuchan en América sí. eh, esta situación. Eh, que el golpe de Estado, que la, que la unidad popular de Salvador Allende no fracasó. Eh, fracasó. Eh, o sea, lo que, lo, lo que fue, fue la historia de siempre. Es decir, eh, que hubo eh, grupos de privilegio que en ese momento, en plena Guerra Fría, tenían el poder y que no querían que el pueblo pensara o que tuviera que decidir por sí mismos, sino que siempre dependiera de terratenientes, de dueños de empresas, del poder económico. Sí. Y es muy importante que en Estados Unidos se entienda esto porque Estados Unidos tuvo una implicancia absoluta en el golpe de Estado de Estados Unidos. Fue una trama que hizo Kissinger, que hizo Nixon, que sí. tenían poder y que destinaron recursos absolutos, ingentes, para evitar que Chile se transformara en, una, eh, en otra Cuba. Y sí. yo digo, Chile no iba a ser otra Cuba porque Chile era mucho más que Cuba, porque sí. llegó al, que Allende llegó al poder a través del voto no de una revolución, no de un asalto a un cuartel, sí. no de una toma, no. Por lo que en ese momento, después de 50 años de, bueno, perdón, 40 y tantos años de Guerra Fría, la gente pensaba que la vía so chilena al socialismo podía ser una manera de autogobernarnos, de distribuir la propiedad, de, ser, de que la, el acceso a la educación y a la salud fuera algo más justo. Y eso sí. siento que mi país no es conocido tanto por eso, sí. ¿no? sino que, eh, y eso es una cosa importantísima, porque luego vinieron más gobiernos socialistas que fueron elegidos por el poder. Especialmente también... en Latinoamérica. Claro, claro. Entonces Chile fue como una, una comienza ¿no? de, de gobiernos socialistas. En fue un comienzo, pero fue un, pa un pago muy eh, ingrato el del resto del mundo con respecto a Chile y fue un coste muy alto claro. porque se perdieron 3.000 vidas sí. y, y, se, y más vidas si consideramos todo lo que viene después de la tortura, de las víctimas de esas personas, de los familiares de las víctimas que fueron torturadas y, las y por lo tanto eso, eso y una segunda cosa que me gustara a Chile, que también es importante para, para Estados Unidos es que siempre se ha visto a Chile como distinto eh, por el milagro económico ¿no? que hicieron los sí, Chicago sí. Boys, la ideología de Milton Friedman, que ni siquiera fue capaz de implementarla en Estados Unidos, sino que la tuvo que hacer en un laboratorio lejos, como en Chile. Sí, claro, claro. Y, y en todas partes se habla del milagro económico de Chile, y eso es una gran mentira. Pinochet entregó el poder eh, con, un, con cuatro millones de pobres, cuando éramos 11 millones de chilenos. Sí. Eso no es ningún milagro económico. Pinochet claro. hizo más ricos a los que ya eran ricos. 
Sí. Pero no erradicó la pobreza, Tan ignorados ni mucho menos. los europeos, sí. Efectivamente. Sí. Y por eso me gustaría que, se, que, se, que, se, que la historia fuera un poco más justa con mi país, Sí. sin, sin, sin pena, sin compasión, pero sí con entendimiento de que si hoy tenemos gobiernos socialistas o existe la posibilidad de un candidato socialista o de izquierda Sí. en, la, en una papeleta de, de voto, es porque alguna vez hubo un señor que llegó a las urnas por ese, esa vía y que sin su culpa lo quitaron de ahí. Sí, sí, claro. Entonces voy a tratar de, de contar esta historia a nuestras um, escuchantes. <risa> Pero Perfecto. bueno, sí. Carolina, como siempre, fue un Muchas placer gracias. hablar contigo y siempre es un honor um, compartir esta historia que, que, que tú tienes. Sí. Bueno, perdón por mi inglés de Tarzán, No, pero no, 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 creo no. que se ha entendido. Hablas muy bien. <ríe> Muchas gracias. So that was the lovely Carolina Espinosa talking to us a little bit more about her upbringing in Chile. And for, for those of our, our audience who don't speak Spanish, um, I'll, I'll try my best to give you guys a little bit of a summary of what we talked about at that, the last part of my little interview there. So the first thing that Carolina wanted you all to know was that the popular unity in the democratic movement in Chile never failed. She tells us that what took place was a similar set of happenings that we have seen worldwide. It was people in spots of privilege and power who did not want to see the common working man exercise their beliefs and their right to free and fair government. In conjunction with the dictatorship, Carolina highlighted to us how important it is for people to realize the role that the U.S. government played in the overthrow of the popular unity, which was a truly democratically elected government. It's a shame that Chile is not known as one of the cornerstones of Latin American democracy. Instead, the miracle of Chile, coined by Milton Friedman, is touted as one of the great triumphs of Latin America. However, it does not tell the entire story of the nation's rise in economic power. By the end of Pinochet's regime in Chile, an estimated 44% of Chilean families were living in poverty. The miracle of Chile, in quotes, only ever resulted in neoliberal policies that exploited workers, privatized resources, destroyed social infrastructure, and made the rich even richer. Pinochet's neoliberal regime was also responsible for the censorship of books and media, which castigated scholars and academics for educating the country's youth. This is a trend that we are seeing become increasingly popular throughout the world's so-called democracies, such as our own here in the United States. A report that was published by the United States Intelligence Community in 2000 found that although the CIA did not directly instigate the coup in Chile in 1973, they did have ongoing intelligence due to the connection with plotters of the revolt. Citing documents that were declassified during the Clinton administration, National Security Archive Analyst Peter Kornbluh asserts that the CIA destabilized Chile and the Nixon administration helped create the conditions for a coup in the country. As we look at the 50th anniversary of the coup d'etat in Chile, much has changed around the country, and the effort to sustain the legacy of the victims of the dictatorship has grown substantially. Next week, we'll be doing a deeper dive into the Chilean music scene to give you a more in-depth look at its history and evolution, all while relating it to developments in Chile today. Until then, remember, never let up and never ever shut up. 
This has been your host, Sir Yavir, a.k.a. DJ Sunray. And we'll catch you next time on Radio Resistance.